Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Tonight's reading is um, Hebrews 4, 14 through to 5, 10. It's on page 1213 in the Bibles in the Peace. Therefore, since we have a great priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive the mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Every high priest is selected from among human beings and is appointed to represent them in manners related to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray, since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins, as well as for the sins of the people. No one takes his honour upon himself. He must be called by God, just as Aaron was. So Christ also did not take upon himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, you are my son, today I have become your father. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he had suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obeyed him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. This is the word of the Lord. So I'm delighted to introduce Christian Sanna to you. Christian, thank you for coming to us this evening. Thank you. It's my privilege. Hello, everybody. Christian, there's many people here who might not have met you before. Sure. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been here, your family, your job, etc.? Absolutely. So uh, I'm from Croydon, Uh, grew up in Croydon, and uh, I attend a church called New Life Christian Centre, which many of you may know. It's right in the centre of Croydon. And um, I, am, uh, I oversee the Connect Group structure, but I also am part of the teaching team at uh, New Life. Uh, but my profession, my background is uh, human resources. So I work in, I've worked in recruitment for higher education and also uh, recruitment in terms of like recruiting re- researchers, uh, lecturers, and all those in the educational University field, so mm. that's my kind of background. Interesting. Yes, Very indeed. good. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, what do you think is the best thing about living in Croydon? Ooh. What's the best thing about living in Croydon? I think that's quite clear. I would say uh, the diversity. 
there is very few places, I mean, maybe I guess other parts of London, but I think there are very few places that you can go in, in, in the world where you can have the world literally in one town. So if you pass by Croydon and you pass by any part of Croydon, you can, at any point or any given time, you can literally spot people from all walks of life, mm -hmm. from all backgrounds, from all nationalities. And I think for me, that gives me, I think, uh, you know, hey, great joy to be able to see that sometime the Bible says we should go into all the world. Mm -hmm. But God has sent the world to Croydon. Nice. So, so I think God has helped us in a lot of ways in reaching out to Croydon because there's so many people in this, in this mm. world. Mm, really good. Okay, last question. Sure. As someone in church leadership in Croydon at this time, right. what do you think is the most exciting or challenging thing for the church in Croydon mm. at the moment, the churches? The most, the most exciting and the most challenging thing I would say, if, let, me start, let me start first with uh, perhaps the most challenging thing. I think the world as it is right now is becoming a more um, postmodern. We're living in a postmodern post era where people are making up what is their reference of truth. And uh, for those who are born again or those who believe in the Bible, it is becoming increasingly challenging to present the word of God as the reference point, as the truth. So basically, I think that it means that basically we have to adapt our ways sure. in reaching people. Sure. Not that people will not hear, but it, it just means that we have to find a, a more spiritually, um, uh, spiritual, I'm trying to look for the word, uh, um, spiritually inspired, inspired methods and yeah. strategies to be able to reach people rather than just, you know, we're presenting the gospel. Mm. Because mm. I think, you know, people have made up their mind, this is my truth mm. and this is my experience and who are you to tell me what is true? Mm. One of the exciting things also on the other, on the other hand, on the more positive side, the, the positive things that we are seeing in Croydon is the fact that with everything else that's going in the world, I think people are more open to hear. Mm more open to hear the gospel, more open to hear, um, I would say, what we have to say yeah. because of just the suffering in the world and uh, the, 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 the state of the world, the state of our own borough. Yeah. Um, people are more open because people are looking for answers. So I mm. think there is almost, these are the best of times, and I say the best of the worst of times as well. Yeah. But we thank God because we want to look at the positive side because this is our the best of time yeah. in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, indeed. Yeah, let me pray for you, absolutely. and then we'd love to hear yes, from you. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for bringing Christian here. We thank you even for these words he's just spoken. Lord, we do live in times when we acknowledge that people are looking for answers. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to be brave enough to reach out to them, to offer those answers because of the hope we have in Jesus. And Lord, we also recognize that we're living in times when people are turning away from you. So, Lord, keep our hearts soft and open to listen to you tonight. And we pray you'd use Christian as your mouthpiece. Amen. Well, good evening once again. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Are you keeping good? Well, it's my privilege to be able to bring God's word to you this evening. I do count it, count, uh, it a privilege, and I never take this lightly, to be able to share God's word uh, because I understand sitting here, there are many people uh, that need a word from God. 
You know, people are facing challenges. People are facing good times and also bad times at the same time. Uh, but I pray that what I'll share tonight will be of an encouragement to you and uh, it, it will provide you with some sort of encouragement for you to be able to face the world in Jesus' name. Well, my assignment this evening um, has been given an assignment to share with you from uh, Hebrews chapter 14, uh, as four, my apologies, chapter four to uh, chapter four, verse 14 uh, to Hebrews chapter five, verse 10. Now, if you're a preacher, um, there's two ways you can either tackle the word of God. You can either tackle it from a summary, you summarize the passage, or you can read the word of God and find out out of the passage what has God spoken to you and what is the key thing that I believe God has spoken to you. I think I'm going to tackle this passage rather from the second method uh, by, 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 by almost picking a specific part of that, that, that passage and trying to share something in that regard. Is that good? Can we move on that regard? So I'm going to read, uh, we've re- already read it, but I'm going to read this portion and then I'll come back and just explain it a little bit. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, and I'll read from uh, verse 14 to 16. The Bible says, it says, Seeing then that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain the mercy and find the grace to help in times of need. In Jesus' name. Now, you probably would agree with me that life can be very challenging. Not only can it be challenging, life is challenging. And I'm sure seated, seated here tonight across this room, there are people dealing with various of challenges, uh, various of problems, and maybe you know, problems with uh, family, problems with maybe your health, or problems with maybe your, 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 your job, or perhaps you know, the, with, with different you know, uh, increase in the living costs, maybe problems with just in terms of you being able to provide for your family. There are all sorts of problems that we face here tonight. And sometimes, on the other hand, you can also feel that God is very disconnected from the, 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 the humanity or the situations that humans face. Uh, like we like to say, you know, well, sometimes when life is lifing, you ask yourself, well, where is God? Yeah? When life is lifing, I know that's not grammatically correct, but I will use it anyway. When life is lifing, you wonder, God, where are you? It doesn't seem like uh, this loving God, this amazing God, this God who claims to really love us and to really have our best interest at heart really loves us. Because in my situation, I really don't see you moving and I don't see you coming to help. I don't think you, you even understand what I go through. I don't think you even understand my temptation. You don't understand how it is harder to, to make ends meet. You don't understand how hard it is to live in Croydon in 2023. You don't understand how hard it is to live in London with every challenges and everything that is happening. On one hand, you look at uh, uh, the, the global problems that we are facing. You look at Russia and issues with the Ukraine. You look at the situation here in Europe. You're looking at the rise of AI. Like, where are we going? The world can seem like it's a mad place. It seems like it's a place where God is just so disconnected 
God has left us to fend for ourselves. Just do it yourself, you know, and just find out your own answers. But I'm here this evening really just to bring a word of encouragement. I want to look at the, 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 the scripture that we've read at today. Now, the book of Hebrews is a very interesting book. Why? Because the book of Hebrews is actually, it was the intent, I would say, the, the audience by which it was written to, it was written to Christian, to Jewish Christians. Now, it was written to encourage Jewish Christians who were going through persecution. Uh, most of them were going through persecution and they, they felt like they, they wanted to give up. Some of them had believed in Jesus and, 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 and they, they came to a point where because of the, the difficulties that they were facing, the problems they were facing, they came to a point where they felt like, you know, is this thing called Christianity really it? And they felt like walking away from this confession or this profession of Christianity. And therefore, you know, the, 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 this book is quite, it's quite, it's quite important and I think it has so many things that it can speak to us about. Now, if you know if you're a writer and you are writing to a certain group of people, if you are a writer, you would generally write and use a, a, a symbolism and you will use things that you know your audience would relate to. When you read the book of Hebrews, you'll find out that a lot of the, 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 the names and the personalities and the symbols that are used is things, or should I say, you know, these are uh, personalities and symbols which are well known by Jewish people. For example, one of the primary goals of this book, as a matter of fact, was to elevate Jesus Christ above some of the major personalities and uh, 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 symbols or even rituals that were familiar to the Christian Jews. For example, in Hebrews chapter 1, which is not my assignment this morning, but just to give you an overview. In, for example, in Hebrews 1.1, Christ or Jesus is elevated above the prophets. We also see in this same book, Christ elevated above the angels. We also see in this book, Christ is exalted uh, above Moses. Because Moses was a, 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 a he is a, a, a major player. When you speak about, uh, uh, you know, someone who was recognized as, 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 as a great symbol or one, one, one who was greatly recognized by, by the Jewish people, Moses is one of those things. As a matter of fact, when you read the Bible, you will understand that the Bible talks about Moses and the law. So Moses can almost be synonymous to the law because the law was a major part of Jewish culture. And we see Christ exalted above Moses. But also we see here Christ exalted above high priest because the high priest played a very important part in the Jewish culture and the, 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 the I would say, you know, with the life of, of, Jewish, of, of, of Jewish Christians. And therefore, I want to look a little bit about the function of high priest. And therefore, as I deal with that, I will kind of summarize it a little bit and then we can bring it to one day and then I will close. The high priest was the highest ranking person in the Hebrew culture. The high priest was the highest ranking person in the Hebrew culture. And if you see maybe in the Old Testament, you would understand that there were two main functions or two main, uh, I would say, prominent roles of leaders in the Jewish culture. Number one, it was the high priest or the priest. And the second one was the king. And so these two were basically, they, 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 they led the people. Uh, and oftentimes I would say if out of the two, you would probably even say the high priest had more authority than the king. 
Why? Because when you look at some of the, 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 you know, the, the books of the Bible in the Old Testament, you find out that it was sometime the, the priest that anointed the king. So we see here that when we speak about the, the, the book of Hebrews, it's elevating Christ above the high priest. It is to paint an image that Christ cannot be compared to all the Jewish uh, uh, personalities, could be compared to all the Jewish uh, you know, mega personalities, that Christ was far and more important than, all the, than, 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 than they all, if I could use that word. We also see that, you know what, well, that high priest in general, high priest represented the people before God. The function of the high priest was, their role was to represent the people before God. Almost the high priest was, uh, as they say, you know, well, the prophet was God's mouthpiece to the people. But the high priest was uh, the, mouthpiece, the, mouth, the mouthpiece of the people to God. They would oftentimes enter into the, 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 the most holy place. I believe it was once a year to make an atonement for the people. Now, first of all, they had to make an atonement for their own sins. And the second, they had to make an atonement for the people. And therefore, this was a very important role in, 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 in Jewish culture. We see that their role was essentially to reconcile the divide between God and the people. So if the, 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 if, if the high priest did not get it right, it meant that the people were under judgment. Because if God did not accept the sacrifice or the gift that the high priest was presenting, it meant that the whole nation of Israel was still guilty of their sins because God did not accept the sacrifice through the high priest. And therefore, when the, the, we talk about the high priest, the high priest is one who represented the people before God. And therefore, the failure to fulfill this role meant that the people remained under the judgment of God and under uh, the wrath of God. Okay, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are, you, are we clear here? And another role, maybe before I move on, of the high priest was, was to intercede for the people, to stand for the people. I believe it is uh, somewhere in the, in the Old Testament, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was, uh, um, it, it was Samuel who said, he says, uh, I, do, I, I do not want to sin before God, but I do not want to sin, I do not want to sin before God by not praying for you. So we see one of the, the reasons or one of the functions of the high priest was to stand, was to stand as an intercessor, almost like a mediator between God and the people. And therefore, Jewish Christians would have been well acquainted with the importance of the high priest. We see here in our scriptures, then the Bible speaks of it, says, seeing then that we have a great high priest. And as I was reading this, I like the emphasis of great, the great high priest. Because Jesus Christ, when the Bible begins to speak of Jesus Christ and presents Christ as the high priest, he is not ordinary high priest. He's not one who basically came in one year and when his mandate finished, he walked out and they had to bring another one in. No. You see, the, 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 the word great here, I believe in, in the Greek, is, is, if I'm not mistaken, I believe is meg, uh, megas or something like that. Something where we get the word mega. So he is actually elevated above every high priest that ever was, who ever came. So Christ, the Bible says that we're seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. It's important for us to understand that while the old priesthood system fulfilled its purpose, it was, it was only a temporal measure until the complete works of Christ was accomplished. You see, when we look at the, 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 the old priesthood, 
and we differentiate it with a new priesthood. The old priesthood was simply a means of being able to fix a temporal problem, to provide a temporal solution to a long-term problem. So every year, the priest had to sacrifice. The priest had to bring the same sacrifice, but really never getting to the point of dealing with the root issue of the problem. Now, when we see here, the Bible says, you know, seeing then that we have now, speaking to the, to, to the Christian, to the Jewish Christians, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. And therefore, what is, what, what, what is trying to paint here is the fact that Jesus Christ, when he showed up as the high priest, that his function was basically to complete and to literally change the system of what the other, the, the other high priests could not do. That when Jesus Christ came into part, he came into being, he came uh, on the scene, his role was basically to give us a new system which offers us a different way of being able to access God. The, 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 the old system meant that the Jewish people could only come before the presence of God once a year. But when Jesus Christ came on the scene, it meant that he came and opened up a way which basically allows us today to come into the presence of God with confidence every day of our life. As a matter of fact, you can come to God as much as you want. I say to people, now you can get, to, you can get close to God as, you can get as close to God as you want to. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through a high priest in order for you to talk to God. You don't have to, 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 speak, to, to speak through someone in order for you to get to God. It is through Jesus Christ that, who was now, the Bible says, through the, the blood of Jesus, he has opened and has given us access to the holies of holy. And this is so important for us because one thing about, about the, the old, the old uh, system of priesthood meant that the person that was sacrificing was also dealing with the same problem, but yet did not have the solution. So when the priest was sacrificing before the presence of God, they had to sacrifice for their own weaknesses, their own sins and their own problems, and then a sacrifice for the people, but never really having the answer to their own problems. It's almost, we say this, if anybody has, uh, I don't know, you've worked in recovery, you've worked in a, in, 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 in a, in a place where you're helping people, the general advice is generally, if you're going to help someone, you need to make sure that you are the number one qualified, or at least you have the solution to their problem. The blind cannot be leading the blind. So almost in, this, in the old system of priesthood, it was almost uh, the people that were facing the same issues, they were facing the same temptation, they were facing the same suffering, they were facing the same sins were also offering the sacrifice rather than actually coming and being and providing a solution that would help the people entirely. Are you guys with me? Are you, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Am I going too fast? Am I too slow? Am I good? Praise God. I'm going to close this up in a minute in, in Jesus' name. And therefore, what, we, we, we wanna, uh, what I, I really wanted to bring this day is that the sacrifice, the, the sacrificer was weak. The, the, the old system was weak in that the, the person doing the sacrifice couldn't provide the, the total solution for the weakness of the people. And the sacrifice was only a temporal measure for a problem that, that basically could not fulfill God's requirement of righteousness. And therefore, for me, the problem, the, the, the issue, my apology, I just lost my train of thought, I've got it back again. <laughs> and therefore, the, 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 the answer that God had to find, God had to provide us with a solution. 
Because God had to, 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 to find a way that this issue where the weaknesses of man basically kept on the, uh, uh, was the, the hindrance to our relationship with God had to be removed. That God had to get to a point where he needed to remove the, the, the accident, the barrier which stops us from entering God with confidence. And this is where Jesus Christ comes on the scene. Because when Jesus Christ comes on the scene, the Bible calls him the great high priest. But not only is he the great high priest, the Bible clearly mentions, he says, Jesus, the son of God. It was one thing for him to act as high priest. But it's another thing when Jesus shows up as the son of God. Born of God, without sin. The perfect sacrifice who could fulfill God's entire requirement in order for us to be saved, for us to be delivered, for us to be delivered and healed and become the people that God wanted us to be. And so when Jesus shows up on the scene, he shows up on the scene to literally act on our behalf. And therefore, when the, as, as the same way that the old, the high priest represented the people before God, we now have the Son of God himself representing us before God, which basically tells me is that the same confidence that the children of Israel could have on a temporal measure of providing sacrifices every year, we even have a greater, a greater reason to have confidence before God. Why? Because the person who represents us before the Father is one who is without sin. Yes, he may have walked on earth. Yes, the Bible says that, uh, uh, you know, he felt uh, he was tempted like we are. He suffered like we, 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 we suffer. He felt the, 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 the emotions that we do. He went through some of the stuff that we went through, but the Bible says yet without sin. And therefore, this is the, 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 the amazing and exciting part, is that he provides, he is now best fitted to help you in your problem. And this is where I want to kind of end my message. I began by saying that sometimes it feels that God is so disconnected from us. That sometimes we go through life and we wonder whether God really feels what we feel. Whether God understands your pain. Whether God, God understands your frustration. You're waiting. You've been praying for, for, for something for years. And you've been for, for years and years. And yet you have still not seen the, 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 answers, the answers to your prayer. And maybe you, 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 there's something that you have been believing God for years. Can I tell you in each and every one of your issues. I came to tell you this evening. That there is one who felt what you feel. There is one who knows how it feels to go through difficulties. There is one who was tempted like you. As a matter of fact, he was tempted even more than we are because the Bible says that we have not been tempted or we have not been challenged to the point where we are, are, are shedding blood. He was so tempted. He was so, uh, 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 he was so challenged to the point where he basically sweated blood. But yet he is the same one, the spotless lamb of God. The one who is called the son of God, who stands before God to represent us like the old, testament, the, the, the old system of priesthood. Jesus Christ, the spotless lamb of God, who's, who never sinned, represents you before God. And therefore, I want to encourage you today. The Bible says this same high priest, the Bible says he's able to aid us. 
He's able to aid us. Not only aid us, but he's also able to save us. Not only does he have the power to help, he also has the power to save. That he's able to save you from your difficulties. He is able to provide you the confidence that you need in order for you to be able to go on. He's able to provide you with the help that you need. Why? Because he overcame. Because he has overcome, you can overcome too. And I really felt this in my heart to encourage someone this evening. And I think maybe this is a a message of an encouragement to someone who feels like giving up. Because when you read the book of, you read, I think I'm going to be closing in a minute. Uh, as, As you read the book of Hebrews, you will find out that one of the things about the book of Hebrews is that these Jewish Christians felt like giving up. They felt like walking away. And it is oftentimes how we as Christians feel. We feel like sometimes, is this thing, this relationship with God, is it really working? Does this thing really work? Does our relationship, does my relationship with God have any meaning? I came to tell you this evening that absolutely there is one who understands. There is one who is there. There is one who can encourage. There is one who can aid you in your problems and in your situations. And to close out, the Bible says this. It says, it says, therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Therefore. Now, I used to, I remember hearing Derek Prince preach a long time ago. He says, he says, anytime you find that therefore, you need to ask yourself, why is there therefore? You understand that? Anyway, we'll move on. Therefore, let us come boldly. What does this mean, the fact that Jesus Christ is our high priest? It means that now you can bring your problems. You can bring your temptations. You can bring your suffering before the throne of he who overcame. You can bring your situation before the throne of he who understands you better than than anyone would ever understand you. You can bring all your pain to his throne. Why? Because in his throne, you can receive mercy and you can receive grace. What is grace? The ability of God, the empowerment of God, the grace of God, the strength of God to be able to deal with what you are going through. If I can just have the musicians come up a little bit and I feel if, if that's possible, I just want to maybe just take a little moment to wait on God and perhaps just to kind of pray with anyone who feels disconnected or maybe feels that God is far from you. You feel like God doesn't understand what you're going through and you feel like giving up. You feel discouraged. You feel like, you know, does this thing called Christianity even worth it? And therefore, as we just, the band just plays, I want you just to take a little moment and ask yourself the question. The Bible says that seeing that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, it says, you know what, let us hold fast our confession. What is our confession? Our confession is that Jesus Christ, number one, is the son of God. Number two is that he sits on the right hand side of the father and he intercedes for you and I. And therefore that confession could, should empower us and give us the confidence to know that because he overcame, because he was tempted, because he suffered, because he went through what he went through. The Bible says he's able to aid those who are tempted. He's able to aid us and to strengthen us and to give us the required resources that we need in order for us to overcome our problems. And if you could just play a little song and then I will pray. And close this out in Jesus' name. If you could just close your eyes as we contemplate on.
the word of God this evening. We thank you, Father. Father, I thank you because scattered around in this room there are many that are dealing with difficulties and pains and stress and, and things that Father maybe they may not have expressed or told anyone but Father we thank you that you've given us the, the, the promise that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens You've, you've encouraged us to hold fast our confession. And your word says, it says, let us boldly come before your throne. And so, Lord, this evening we approach your throne with boldness, knowing that you have overcome. Knowing that you have, you have stood where we stand. And therefore you are able to help us and to give us the strength and the grace to overcome. Lord, I pray for your people tonight that you would, Father, encourage the weary soul. You would give wisdom to those who need wisdom. Lord, I pray you would encourage those who are discouraged, those who feel like quitting, those who feel uh, uh, the weight of life and feel like giving up right now. I pray, Lord, let it be a supernatural flow of your power to encourage your people. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. May your mercy be imparted unto them. But Lord, I also pray that your grace will be given unto them. Grace to endure. Grace to overcome. Grace to be able to become and to, to, to see your hand and to endure unto your hand that moves and transforms their lives. Father, we thank you for tonight. Bless your people. Bless your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.